Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. I heard somebody say my name. Hi, how you doing? It's December 3rd. I'm sick of them shooting movies downtown. You can't park! I had to take my car down today and everywhere you look. No parking, no parking, no parking, no parking, no parking. And then you see those signs pointing people to where the set is. Oh, God. Anyway, nah, a minor gripe. Um, it's, uh, it's a dreary winter Tuesday. And that means my sister Susan is uh, joining us. Uh, hi, Suze. Hello. Yeah, hello. So I, I just have to tell you, you know, I, you're not on Twitter, are you? You don't do Twitter. I don't. I very rarely. Okay. Um, I check everyone. No, I'm not. So what's okay. happening now? No, I. It's just I just opened mine uh, right before the show started to see if anything was breaking, and here's the first tweet I saw. Um. When I was 22, my father, stumbling drunk and suicidal, fell and hit his head. He died instantly. That's when I realized, in the midst of my grief, how much I love beef stew. For this recipe, you'll need a slow cooker. <laughs> what does that well, mean? Yeah. You need a hook. You got it. You got to admit it was a good hook cook. <laughs> and, and now you'll probably look at the beef stew recipe. I will not. I, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I don't know. It. I just. My reaction to so many things, just this week for some reason, has been. I don't think I'm going to be able to live in this world. I everything just seems so bizarre to me. Like, it's either bizarre or awful. Yeah, I mean, well, I, it's one or the I, other. I, I, full disclosure: we actually talked not on the air last night, and and, uh, and one of the things that we discussed is that maybe we wouldn't talk about uh, the, the orange elephant in the room today. And so I was scanning the papers looking for, you know, likely thing, and everything was, one thing was worse than that. Than the <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, there's no viable alternatives. Here, here's what I got. I got Gabriel Union. <laughs> Gabriel Union? That's it. What's yeah, oh. She and Julianne Howe, or Huff, or however they pronounce their names, um, was um, were fired from America's Got Talent by Simon Cowell. Oh, okay, yes, I saw so, I saw something about right, that. The latest in a long list of broads to be fr to be fired. While, um, as Howard Stern put out, pointed out, he and Simon Simon Cowell and and uh, Howie Mandel have quote soldiered on. So. So it's it's um, the the highbrow um, interpretation is that Union was fired because she complained about um, uh, inappropriate racist uh, comments and uh, being and she was aggravated. I think that they were constantly complaining about her hair and that she might look too quote black unquote. I haven't heard a word about why Julianne was. You know, what was her she job? Was she a? Blonde. What did she do? I, I haven't watched it in a long time, so. I've never watched. Oh, okay. It. I I but used to enjoy that show. This manages to be big news, and it's made <laughs> big news. One because this is a woman standing up for herself. Two because it's a woman of color standing up for herself. Three, because no one's even said a word about the blonde kid, <laughs> the other woman that got fired. And that's and, 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 and the, the highbrow explanation is she was fired standing up for herself and her right to uh, work in a, uh, an environment free of sexual and racial harassment. Uh, the lowbrow low is Howard Stern saying, it's Simon Cowell, he just keeps 
firing, you know, one hot woman to hire another hotter woman. And then when he gets tired, then he's, you know, which I think is probably equally true. Well, the last time I watched, uh, the women on it were Heidi Klum. Is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, Klum. Klum. Yeah. Heidi Klum. And um, uh, the Spice Girl person, black Spice Mel Girl. Mel B. Mel B. So there were two women, and yes, they, they like were on for a, a long a, time. They like to have a blonde and a black woman. Well, sure. So That's does every show on TV. Yeah. Oh, speaking of diverse, I tried to tweet this yesterday. I, I, on Twitter, when I woke up yesterday, there was this thing about John Kerry uh, uh, heads uh, this p- commission that has been uh, formed just amongst the p- people. I mean, it's not official. It's uh, and they're going to like uh, I don't know attack climate uh, the climate uh, crisis. And they said uh, joining uh, Kerry, it, former presidents uh, Bill Clinton. It might have even been Barack Obama. I don't think he was on there. Um, it and and then it was. I forget, it was, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Sting, and every person on there was a white male. A white male. There was not one, these guys all got together and said, we got to attack this problem. And their idea of diversity, I guess, is... um, Politicians and actors? Yeah, politicians, <laughs> rock stars, and actors, all white men. I don't know. Anyway, it pissed me off. So, I, well, I'm, it is. I, it's like that. It's like that. That thing on the, on the you know, uh, leading CEOs, and they couldn't come up with a girl. <laughs> okay, here's I mean, a. It's no it, wonder that we can't elect a woman president. Here's a good. Uh, you know, here's one for the yeah. girls. Victoria's Secret. Canceled. Canceled its annual fashion show this year. No more parading around in our underwear. No, because you mean it's unseemly. I don't know. The reason they did it, of course, is pure money because viewership had fallen from 10 million in 2013. To a meager three million last year, uh, it says Victoria's Secret is struggling during the Me Too era, and uh, it has lost uh, two hundred fifty-two million dollars in the last quarter. Let's hear you it, think? huh? Let's hear it. Yeah. You think women are beginning to understand that they don't have to push up and pull down and 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 shimmer? Shimmer? <laughs> I didn't know we were supposed to shimmer. Shimmy? I think we're supposed to shimmer. Oh, shimmer and shimmy. Okay, I've got actually a, 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 a more serious uh, subject that, that I find really okay. interesting. i got two things that I think are interesting, and they do okay. not include you-know-who. Um, this I saw, uh, it, it was written by the director of the Stanford Center on Longevity. And as we know, um, well, I think most of us know, uh, in the 20th century, 30 years were added to the average life expectancy. 30 years. Not necessarily in this country, in certain places. Not here. I was just going to No, no, say, no. Not I, here. I, I generally, all over the world, 30 years got tacked on um, over the course of that 100 years. Uh, that there's 30 more years uh, we have to live. And what she says is we have not dealt with this in an intelligent way at all. Because we tacked those 30 years at the end, all on to the end. Stop and think about it. We haven't done anything with them. We just tacked them on to the end. And instead of rethinking how you live a life that goes on that long. So you could. Maybe we do have. You know, three three to four day work weeks and work fifteen years longer. 
exactly right because the way we're working now, reti- we re- retire too early and then we get anxious about whether or not we're going to live too long and if we get ill, what blah, 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 blah. But the whole idea of this sort of, uh, you know, we're stuck in in this idea that, okay, uh, you go to school, uh, you graduate, you know, you get out of school, you go to work, uh, you have a family, you this, that, you retire, and then you've got like 30, 40 years to do nothing. It doesn't work for a lot of people. It's insane. People worry about outliving their money, hoping they don't get dementia. And she says, if we do not begin to envision what satisfying, engaging, and meaningful century-long lives can look like, we're going to fail to build all kinds of wondrous things. Um, I don't know what she's talking about there. but um, So I, it never had occurred to me. So they've launched her Center on Longevity, has launched an initiative called the New Map, of life and they've gotten all kinds of engineers geriatric people pediatricians behavioral sciences financial scientists financial experts biologists educators you name it uh, together trying to brainstorm what would look like a good path and obviously one size doesn't fit all never has Um, But the traditional models of education and work and social relationships, financial planning, healthcare, all that stuff. And and going clip, 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 clip. I mean, you know, maybe it does make more sense, particularly as um, we seem dead set on making sure that our children mature uh, in all ways except physically later. Yeah. You know, that, that we don't push them straight through, that you do take a couple of years here and there to Absolutely. let your brain catch up to your body. Absolutely. And, and be, you know? Or you don't do education all in this big lump. You do some education, then you go off and live, then you do some more education, then maybe right. you well, work. Right, that's what I'm saying, right. Then, right. And, but the way we have structured everything that make it's very difficult uh to to do that um <clears throat> so well correct because we will make incorrect assumptions about you know someone that's say 35 that's just entering the workforce and can't adequately explain his or her time speak you know people would um she says um education should not end in you know youth but be ever-present and take many forms. Outside of classrooms, there should be micro-degrees available. Uh, Traveling the world, work must change. Um, Well, lifelong learning is is hardly a new concept, (coughs) nor is every university that I know of having classes for the community. And, And I know that Wash U used to have ones that were specifically aimed at people, you know, in this later stage of life. You want to come in and just start learning? Well, here's the professors come learn. Well, I don't know. It's I, it, not new. It needs to be organized. We've never... But anyway, I just thought that was fascinating. Longer lives present us with an opportunity to redesign the way we live. And um, we need to start thinking pretty creatively and outside the box. Because... All these old paradigms don't work in this crazy, bizarro no. world we're living in. No, they don't. So, and if you're and and watching our mother, I uh, who at 97 is going pretty strong. I would I I would just say that to me, her secret, or one of her secrets, is is that she enjoys people. She constantly makes new, real friends. friends. Yeah. Well, and they've, and they've, you know, I mean, they, they've kept her company, kept her going, kept her social, but that's because she started it. Well, that's her nature. 
it's uh, she's a uh, curious. She's uh, loves life, uh, and you know she doesn't have the kind of impediments that some of the rest she's of us. Got, she's got. Listen, she's got no reason not to be the happiest person in the world, and therefore she was. That said. <laughs> Yeah, There are a lot of people that, given everything our mother was given, wouldn't have done anywhere near as well. You know, it, it, you have to not only have the, uh, the opportunities, you actually have to use them. And that's what she did. Yeah. Lucky, or does. Lucky lady. Lucky lady. Okay, so anyway, I thought that was pretty neat. I mean, stop and think about the stupidity of tacking 30 more years in one part of our lives. All at the end where you're supposed to just sit on the couch and wait to die. Yeah, how stupid is that? Really, dole it out. Dole it out. 30 years, a big hunk of time. Or, or, right, or try and figure out a way for us all to live less stress we clearly have the time <laughs> or at least some of us do yeah some of us do okay we have some a call we're we... gonna just fall off anyway go ahead we have a caller hello caller hi lynn it's jeff hi jeff and uh first i'd like to apologize for my profanity laced tirades when was the last week or two weeks went during the hearings it just i don't even remember i don't even remember yeah. but i'm sure i enjoyed it well, I, I probably didn't offend you, but I might have offended some of your listeners, but as I d- they say, with sensitive ears. Well, I do, um, too, on a regular basis, but uh, it's okay. No need to apologize. Our apology on the subject, or, <laughs> Thank you. On the subject, and kind of related, there's a couple of things here, okay? You're talking about 30 years longer in life. You know, I'm kind of getting up there, and it occurs to me... The nature is really very interesting because as when you're young, you're full of life, you're full of energy, and everything is new, and it's really it, – it's exciting. It's, you know, as you get older, your body starts to break down. You're a little bit smarter. You see all the uh, – I don't know. I use the word arsivexivity, uh, which is uh, my own word. How could I say it? Uh, idiocy, whatever, that's going around. And frankly, I don't understand why people want to hold on and live and live and live. They're so afraid to die. I frankly am kind of looking forward to it, getting getting away from all this insanity. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I I absolutely agree with you. I mean, I'm not actively depressed. I'm not trying to die, but I'm I'm right. certainly not afraid of it. And I and yes, in many ways, I would welcome it. You know, uh, you know, it's, big deal. I won't be here anymore. That's fine. It's a natural <laughs> part of our being. And, you know, I just don't understand how people just want to hold on. And I just find it interesting that nature provides us with a little way out of that. You know, if, if, I'm, if I'm 60 years old and I still got the body that I had when I was 25 and the energy and the ignorance, I wouldn't want to die, you know. But the fact that I'm old, I wake up and I'm achy, you know, everything else, it doesn't bother me all that much. And I see, like, older people, you know, struggling. It's like, what is the thing with trying to – is it a race, like, to see who can live the longest? Is that what it is? So that was one thing that I just wanted to bring up on the 30 years thing. Okay. And I agree. Education, I'm always – I mean, I'm, I'm getting up there, like I said – I'm always like trying to learn new things, whether it's like, you know, watching documentaries on TV or uh, trying new things on my guitar, whatever it might be. You know, I'm always trying to learn. And I think it keeps you a little bit sharper in the head at the very least. No doubt. But going back to the beginning, when you're talking about people at 18, and I'll bring this up, I'll throw this out for you. I really think that they should reinstitute the draft in this country. Uh, and I got a couple of reasons for that. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a military draft, but it would be a draft for civil service. Right. First of all, all of this, thank you for your service. And I can do Bullshit. I understand that. <laughs> yeah. But it's all this kind of like fake p- 
patriotism stuff. Yeah. You all want to wear a flag with a pen and everything and be patriotic. Put your money where your mouth is. Go, you know, whether it's uh, you're working in a hospital or social services or helping out with a fire department or going into our uh, military, whatever it might be. I think that there should be two years of civil uh, civil service or military service. And it would do a couple of things. First of all, there's so many young people that get out of school at 18 like they know what their life is going to be like. And they know uh, what their career path. And some people, that's true. They're they're 18. They know they're going to be a doctor or a lawyer, and they will become doctors and lawyers. But there are a lot of people that go to college because that's what you're supposed to do. And they get out, and they just kind of flounder. They get a job at the Rite Aid or something like that. And I think that two years would be a buffer for an 18-year-old to mature a little bit. That's number one point. Number two, in a situation where you have all these people coming together from various walks of life, from various geographic areas around the uh, United States, different races, you get to know different people. You're out of your element. And I think it would bring us together as a country more, uh, being a, a member of a team like that. So that's my two cents. Well, I got to tell you, you know, you know you've listened to me I for a long time, everything. and I totally agree. And I have said for decades now that the thing that would help this country knit uh, again back together again, and, and this was before we were as ridiculously uh, divided as we are now. Would right. It certainly would help to introduce <laughs> the haves to the have-nots. Everybody, no outs. Two years of compulsory service of some sort. I don't think it's ever going to happen, but I think it would be. And again, now that we know we got more time, that we got those two years to do that. For most people, it would be, uh, I mean, a, a, an adventure, a fascinating it, thing it to do. Be, it would just be life-changing. It would be life-changing. It would also and, help and, us. You know, you know. I, know, I know so many guys, like, you know, of a generation a little bit before me when they were in a draft, and they're still friends with guys that they served with in the military and boot camp. And they have, you know, the stories that they have and what they learned. There might be somebody that goes into, we'll just use the military, for example, but they might go into the military and their assignment is something in electronics and they find, you know what, I really like this. And they might not have ever been introduced to it. Or somebody who works in a hospital gets trained to do a certain kind of a thing. You know what, I like this environment. I just think it would be a good thing. Unfortunately, I agree with you. I don't think it will happen. I think that Americans are too selfish. And uh, the way – you know, it used to be compulsory in Germany, and it's no longer compulsory uh, service there. So that's the way the world is going. So Everybody do that. their yeah, own thing. I don't thing. think anybody yeah. wants their little darling subjected to it. It would be fine for someone else's children. Um, exactly, and, and I think exactly. that's where we are in this country. And I think are. those are the kids that would probably use it the most. Exactly right. Thank you very much. I'm going to go back to hanging drywall, and I just want to say thank you for your program. <laughs> I love you both. I love Have you a great too. Time. Bye. Have a good time, Jeff. <laughs> hanging drywall. That's a you see. That's I. That's the sort of thing that makes me happy. Hanging drywall. Well, you know, yeah. doing I like you know. Yeah, me. you're I like a yeah. Tools. I, like I could tools. yeah, I could use you right now. I got a lot of things in my house that are going to pot, and I don't well, know what to do. The time I came to help, I broke your fixture. Well, that you did, but uh, generally you you do help. Um, okay, so I no, I love that idea. I I love that idea. I can't think of anything wrong about it, no, you know, because um, most, just about everybody needs that time. And, 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 you well, know, hell, I sure did. I was, I, I mean, I was a poster child for someone who did, you certainly were. did what but I was like, supposed you know, to do and was so lost and not ready to be where I was in the time I was supposed to. And I rebelled. I mean, I couldn't. And, and it didn't mean I, I'm always I'm always talking to parents who are freaked out about their teenage and twenty-something kids 
who haven't graduated from college, who are wandering around, lost, bewildered. And I've often said, it, relax. I mean, I suppose sometimes they shouldn't, but, but you know, everybody is not the same. We don't all fit into this structure. No, and it takes a while to figure out what it is, who you are. And, you know, it, it, what I was going to say when, I, when you didn't let me in was middle school in, um, in public schools is actually one of those times that we have put that in there. If you look at, at the um, guidelines for what's to be accomplished in middle, middle school, there really aren't any. Yeah, I, I found just get them out through. When I was on the board of, uh, you know, on the board of education, there are no standards that you're supposed to get to in six, seven, eight, somewhere in middle school. What you're supposed to do is somehow navigate puberty and, as Mother says, growing hair. It's three years, right? But it's an acknowledgement that there is so many synapses flying around in those little heads and that thing that really trying to accomplish a whole lot at the same time isn't necessarily appropriate. And there's just been this, okay, now I don't know if I'm, I'm as cool with it as with what they did, but I don't see why if they did that with three whole years out of K through 12, you can't do it at the other end before you go to figure out what you're going to be for the whole rest of your life and use those educational dollars that are going to indebt you wisely, which would lead me to my next thing, which is things (laughs) like law school. You do – law school should be an undergraduate degree. It should just be an undergraduate degree. It should also be like an an apprenticeship uh, as well, right? You major in law, then you do an internship. Yeah. And then if you want to get a graduate degree in a specialty, well, go ahead and get your your LLD. But that should just be – and what would happen with that is that there would be more people that would just take a few courses – and and learn the basics of everything you don't need to, everything you need to know so you don't get screwed every time you turn around. I don't know why that should be an august, you know, unattainable education. I think everybody should be getting that education. I mean, there's so many things that I would do to just make things make more sense. <laughs> well, and, you're and, living and in a time you're living in a time in which Go to it, Susan. There's no end to the things you can wade into if you want to try to figure out how to make things make more sense. God almighty. Hey, I think we need to get ready for the passing of Jimmy Carter. I think, I, yeah, I do too. I mean, he's... he's it's the rapidity of the... Of his uh, re- in, yeah, in the hospital, out, in, out, in, yeah, out. Yeah, and yeah. I just think... Uh, His body's trying to tell us something. Yeah, remarkable life there, still, still going. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it just shows you what a life of purpose and serving actually does. You know, it it um, it gave him there's something to do with the rest of your life. He just uh, stopped being president and started building houses. Build houses, right? I mean, yeah. People are fearful, I think, of venturing into these things, but um, I'm sure it's the right thing to do. Hey, Susan, I saw this today, and this pissed me off all the way around, but um, it says here, and who knows where, well, who knows where this comes from? I got this off uh, the TV station I used to work at, Action News. And the headline is, Pittsburgh gets low marks in a new list of safest cities in America. Oh, every, every city's on the low, you know. Try yeah, St. Louis or Chicago. Oh, no, that's say. what I wanted to tell you. St. Louis is dead oh, last. It's, it's yeah. dead last. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you know why? It's 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 because St. Louis is this little teeny ringed area that um, uh, and what everybody else calls St. Louis isn't part of St. Louis. That's St. Louis County. All right, spoken spoken in, in a defensive crouch. 
Okay. No, I'm just saying. I mean, it's not. It's it's it accounts for a lot of things. I hope to make. I hope that's changing. Pittsburgh. You know, Pitt- I hope people okay. are moving back into the city, and that will make those numbers not look so crazy. Yeah, I hope so too. <coughs> Pittsburgh. This is. Um, I, you know, let me say one other thing. I will <laughs> say that St. Louis, just like Chicago and probably Pittsburgh, most people are walking around. They, that doesn't bother them at all. They don't go to the neighborhoods where the people are killing each other. Okay. I just want to say that's not all about that. Community safety, natural disaster risk. There's no natural disaster risk here. We don't get hurricanes. We don't get tornadoes. We don't get... You get floods. Yeah, flash flood here and there, but they don't kill that many people. I mean, no, more people are killed than cars every day. Those, the rivers, the rivers don't overflow. No, you're yeah, all but yeah, the, of course they do. But um, it's rare for death to result. Um, uh, anyway, this is bullshit, and it was compiled by Wallet Hub. Pittsburgh ranked 142 out of 182, and I'm just saying. Bullshit. That's what I'm saying. Not into it. Well, because nobody that's living in their city walks around feeling afraid to live in their city. Uh, I sure don't. No, I mean, I'm in Chicago walking my dog in my neighborhood outside late at night. I'm not afraid. Um. Wait, wait, wait. Actually, I'm sort of hoping someone tries to mug me and I can beat him up. <laughs> I have my boxing lesson again today. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, um, Chris writes, Right now, across the street, a landscape company has six gas-powered leaf blowers blowing my neighbor's leaves down to their truck. Oh, I just so hate those things. I had six of them. I had three kids uh, ring my doorbell, um, I think Saturday, and um, they said, "Would you like us to? Would you like us to rake your yard?" And I really didn't, because. Um, but I said, "Sure," and I said, "How much?" And they said, "You tell us." God, do I hate that? I don't have a clue. So. I said, 40 bucks, and you should have seen their eyes. Yeah! I said, oh, I should have gone lower, huh? And, oh, are you kidding? <laughs> well, that's okay. I love that they were doing You don't see kids do that anymore. No, no, and, I agree, but and, I would have. <laughs> and then, and then. How old were they? I don't know, like maybe 11. That's a lot of money, Nino. No, it's not. (laughs) Three into 20, I'm thinking. It doesn't matter. Who's got the money? I got money. Who do I want to give it to? I'm going to give it to these kids who are... No, no, absolutely. I was afraid you were going to not do it. Okay, go ahead. No, no, no. So they, you know, they... They didn't do a great job. I mean, you know, because they didn't have... Guess what they had? They had rakes. Rakes? Yes, God bless them for the rakes alone. I'd give them forty bucks, but rakes, you know, can't get in between the, you know, plants and stuff. Um, right, they didn't blow out everything. No, so it, it didn't look like that. And you know what? I hate that look. I hate that look where there's not a leaf left, and instead there's just this sort of like brown, barren winter landscape. I now leave my backyard absolutely natural, and it's so well, much more yeah. beautiful. There's leaves well, in the winter. Does. Oh my God! I don't. No, my, my front, listen, I do. I try to keep up with. The, yeah. My brother-in-law, the landscaper, plants things so that in the winter it looks pretty. They're they're pretty, and the birds like those things. I don't. You know, whatever. I just, yeah. but anyway, these kids, God bless them, that was $40 um, well spent. And when they were done, they um, they came back and said, we're done. And I said, well, thank you very much. And then they gave me their business card, which was, 
which was, you know, this sort of ripped apart little thing, but it had their phone number on it. And they said, and, you know, in the winter we could we could shovel, shovel for, you. for you. And I said, you guys have made my day. Thank you. You don't see that anymore. No, good. Okay. So uh, I have to note the passing a uh, bit of the day. It's not a fun one necessarily, just uh, of Morris Janssen's, uh, the uh, former conductor of the Pittsburgh Symphony. Um, and uh, he's dead. I just. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's I, yeah, I was sorry to hear it because I mean he's not that he's seventy six, you know. Anyone in their seventies to yeah, me is young. Not old. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's not old. Um, anyway, um, just a few things from the New York Times. Obit. Um, uh, it says here he was music director of the Pittsburgh uh, Symphony from ninety seven to two thousand four, delivering performances that were technically brilliant and don't notably expressive. The Washington Post called him the greatest living conductor. He was born, get this, I did not know this about him. He was born to a Jewish mother, opera singer, who was in hiding in Riga, Latvia, because of obvious reasons. The war. It was 1943. So he was born to a mother who was... To a woman in hiding. In hiding. And uh, they made it out. They stayed there behind the Iron Curtain. Um, And this is a cute story. So his mom still was an opera singer, and his father was a conductor. And he said, my father once took me to see my mother in Carmen. And in the first act, when they grab Carmen and take her to jail, I started shouting, don't touch my mother! (laughs) (laughs) Aww. So anyway, they said that he made the Pittsburgh uh, Symphony into into an A-list... I'm sure Lauren Maisel, who he replaced, will um, would not be happy to hear that. But they no. <laughs> they credit they credit him, and they said it was and they then they talk about him coming to the uh, Carnegie Hall uh, with the Pittsburgh Symphony, and the New York Times critic said the incarnation of the Pittsburgh Symphony that Mr. Janssen's conducted on Tuesday and Wednesday evenings was a streamlined, virtuoso ensemble and had a vitality that made a listener wish Mr. Janssen's and the Pittsburgh were staying out the week. So there it is. Anyway, he's he, he had a heart attack um, while conducting uh, in Oslo. Uh, his father also died of a heart attack young, and um, it finally got him. So, uh, well, you gotta go. And as- I am, I am reminded to to admit that yes, uh, the definition is, of old is older than we currently are. <laughs> That's right. And therefore, and therefore, it keeps changing. Which uh, is yeah. a good thing. I guess, but I mean, uh, you know, I'm into obits and. I'd say definitely more than half are younger than me. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a whole, yeah, I mean, you know, well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, wait, I still got more stuff. Did you see this poor sperm well who, who... Oh, yes, with 400 pounds of junk, including gloves and plastic and... Picnic tables? I you don't know, know, I think oh. that's actually where my, my keys, which I haven't ever found. I bet they were in that yeah, well. Yeah, in the end, right. Who the hell so knows? Somebody somebody is making a robotic fish to go and eat all that garbage instead of the whales, which is not a bad idea. Oh, God. He had a huge ball in his stomach that included ropes and nets and plastic cups and packing materials and tubing and 
Unbelievable. We are such vile creatures. We have a caller. Hello, caller. Hello, Lynn. This is Kurt from Swissvale. Hey, Kurt. Hey, I just wanted to say, I mean, so I have your show about uh, nostalgia and getting older here. One of the most impressive things I've seen on your show in a long time, two weeks ago, you were complaining to Susan about socks. About what? Brand of socks. So- oh, you know, about Bombas. Some socks you yeah. had had a band in the front. Yeah, Bombas. Yeah. And you right. lifted your foot right up into camera range <laughs> like it was nothing. Oh, you mean, so you think I'm still limber despite my... I thought that was pretty impressive. I couldn't do it. <laughs> well, men, you know, men are notoriously not limber. You guys, can you uh, touch the, you know, touch the your toes from, you know, what do you call that? I have never been able to do that. I remember in second grade, that was the start. You're hamstrung, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the start of my gym anxiety. The teacher <laughs> said to touch the toes, and everybody else in the class could do it, and I'm like, why can't I do this? <laughs> and it only t- uh, it only tensed you up more. So, I mean, the chances yeah. of you getting down there were not, not good. Yeah, yeah, it, does, it doesn't work. Well, well, thank you. So anyway, congratulations for that. <laughs> well, that's good. I, I like this. Your first caller to congratulate you for being able to kick your leg up over your ear. Right. <laughs> and show my bombas. Thank you, Kurt. Anytime. Okay. Bye. Um, okay. I, uh, oh, do you remember, <coughs> Susan, do you remember, it was like four or five years ago, this picture of this unbelievably gorgeous man went viral. It was a mugshot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The the convict with the yeah, who's now a fancy model. I think. He so man, the luckiest thing that ever happened to him was that mugshot was getting arrested. That's right. So I, he's okay. His name is Jeremy Meeks, and uh, it was 2014. He got arrested in Stockton, California, booked on some gun charge, and he'd spent a lot of time in jail before that. He well, was he was a he was a scary. He had a lot of those tears on his face, and you know what those mean, anyway. He was a crip. He was a former. He's a he was in the Crips. Um, he has the most chiseled, gorgeous face, and startlingly. Uh, blue eyes. blue eyes. Yeah, these unbelievable <clears throat> eyes. And I'm not looking at his picture. This is from memory. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's not a woman who looked at that picture who didn't say, Jeez, God. I know. I can tell you exactly what he looks <gasps> like. I'm looking at him right now. Man, he's gorgeous. And um, so at the time, he did not know. Yeah, his face is tattooed with tears on it. There's other stuff. And... He was shot five times at the age of 15. Uh, Before he was 30, he had spent 10 years in prison in various times. After that mugshot, he did time again. And um, he knew that mugshot went viral. And he later said, I didn't know what that even meant. Um, But while he's in jail... He starts getting offers, yeah. offers of modeling contracts are pouring into his cell, <laughs> and he said he used the two years in uh, prison to to work out, read books, and uh, mentally prepare myself for the fame. So he fully he walks out of jail, and then I mean Tommy Hilfiger scooped him up. And <laughs> that clean all-American look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, he he is now dating. Wait, he's dating the daughter of a fashion mogul who I never heard of, Philip Green. And uh, he said, "I want people to know how to recognize a blessing and take full advantage of it." But his blessing, I mean, it's not that he had anything to do with it. He was he he found out that no oh, his blessing is that he took the two years that he was uh, locked up and used them. Well, that's true because he hasn't 
He hasn't been in jail since. He's no, cleaned he up his act. I'm being handed an opportunity. I'd be a fool to waste it. I'm going to learn what I have to learn in order not to do that. And that's what he did. He said, um, obviously, earlier in his life, friends would say to him, you know, you could model. And he would just tell him, get lost. He, he would say, he'd say, look, we're in the gutter. That door is bolted shut. You know, he had the sense that there was nothing for him in the world. And um, so he says now he wants to be a, a role model, <laughs> whatever. He is gorgeous, but I, haven't, I hadn't seen that face for a long time. Um, well, I actually saw him in an ad. I mean, I, oh, I you did? saw him out there, so I knew he was out there. Jeez. Really gorgeous. Okay, here's something I found, and this concerns also your new state, home state of Illinois. Um, this is also from the Washington Post that there is, and I've been reading little pieces about this, and then uh, somebody said, hey, guys, wake up. There is a resist another resistance movement building in America, and it's building mostly in rural areas. In fact, two-thirds of Illinois counties, so those would be rural Illinois counties, two-thirds of them have declared themselves Second, uh, no, uh, Second Amendment. Second uh, Amendment sanctuary. Sanctuary. Se Second Amendment sanctuary, where, where the sheriffs of those counties have pledged that they will go to jail rather than enforce any firearm restrictions. So they're saying that even if we get gun control passed, they will refuse and go to jail to enforce it. Well, that's what that clerk said that wouldn't, uh, you know, issue a, a license. A marriage uh, license, yeah. A marriage license. Yeah. So these people have a way of changing their minds when they're staring at the bars. Guess who's, this won't be a big uh, surprise, guess who's uh, sort of not only pushing it, but giving all these uh, counties the exact wording they should use in their uh, when they pass. Oh, the, it wouldn't be the NRA, would it? Oh my God, you're so astute. How do I know these things? I you don't know, know. I could be a pundit. Yeah, you could. You could. <laughs> it's unbelievable. In my in my in my third try, whatever it is. What's, what's the third part of your life? I don't know what the third part of your life. You think you're in the. Th the, you're in the the last third of your life, right? Yeah, yeah. Me too. Maybe last quarter. <laughs> and unlike you, unlike you, I'm not looking for. You said you were looking forward to death. I don't. I, I absolutely. It is not something that, that I don't know. Well, uh, let me just tell you, I bothers me a lot. I, right. I swear, once you have, once you have a total anesthetic and understand that that's what death will be like, you're just not there. Everybody else is there doing their thing, but you aren't there. You wouldn't know if you never woke up. You didn't know when you went to sleep. You're just not there. It really doesn't bother me. I hate that feeling, and I always curse the anesthesiologist as I go under. I, I have been put under so many times. It is. It's like dying. So many times. And they, if they start that countdown from 10, some of them, they don't even do it anymore. Um, and I have more than once, and I don't recommend this. I know I've more than once said to them, fuck you. <laughs> I only said that to my obstetrics nurse <laughs> She told me to stop screaming <laughs> well, Then I said geez. next time I'll bring my own drug <laughs> Yeah, God I mean you know that you're about to die When they're doing that You're going to have no and, then, and I hate that and, and you know the next time you're conscious you're going to feel like shit, you know. You're going to wake up with, you know, some Well, here's the good thing about dying. Pain. You don't wake up to feel like well, shit. Well, 
Jesus. <laughs> God. God. It's part of life. You don't get obviously. To have life without no, the obviously, so this is true. It, it's like all of I, these women that do all these things so they look like they're 30 and then they're surprised when they wake up dead in their closet. <laughs> I mean, really, it's a natural But they part look of so life. beautiful. They look. No, How I do. I, dead? I only look 30. I know. From, I, the, from the chin up. Yeah, I do. I <laughs> from do. From the chin down, I look 86. <laughs> Well, some of them even go to work on that stuff. But I mean, it oh, is honest to Pete. what not what talk about whistling past the graveyard. Talk about you're not faking anybody out. Talk about ah, oh, geez, refusal to deal with reality. Yeah, I yeah, mean, and then it's dust to dust and a few implants and bolts and nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. <laughs> I oh. find this is amusing. I'm, okay. en- I'm okay. enjoying myself. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, I have right here that Pennsylvania is considering requiring, I hate this, a, wait, I've got two horrific stories here. I, we shouldn't do this, right, because we've been having a good time. Uh, Pen- yeah. Pennsylvania is going to, has a bill of the legislature here to, um, uh, that you'd have to have a uh, death certificate for fertilized eggs that weren't implanted. Oh, come on! <laughs> I mean, don't you have to be alive before you can have a death certificate? Why don't we lock the parents up for child abuse that refuse to carry those poor little things? To- fruition yeah, i mean right. they're just letting them sit there i mean that's abusive i know and when when those places where they store them accidentally turn off the power and they all yeah melt, oh yeah um how many counts of murder is that okay um Anyway, yeah, they is a bill that would require people to arrange burials or cremations for all fetal remains, and that includes yeah, yeah, that's like so if you have a miscarriage, fertil- that's right. Morning, yeah, you're, you're supposed to fish it out and call nine one one. Yes, Susan. Does anybody know what a miscarriage looks like? No, in the toilet, no, no, no by okay. The way? Don't, oh, oh, we got Susan working. No, up. I'm serious. <laughs> because if you if you do and you have, you wouldn't know. What had happened necessarily, if you're a woman, you wouldn't know. It doesn't look that different from other things that naturally occur in a woman. Okay. I, yeah, don't get me started because the next thing that's going to come out of my mouth is something like, I hate men, and I don't hate and no, men. No, you don't. I uh, Susan. believe it. Susan, that, I know. Oh, God. do these things. Okay. I'm going to push you over the edge now, okay? Okay. I'm hanging by my fingernail. I'm, we've one. had a little too much fun, and you're lucky that my... Um, my computer. You see what she does to me, people? Here I was, cheerful and happy. No. And with one one article, she's ruined my day. Go I, ahead. I am setting you up. Well, just check out the time. We got six minutes. I am getting you ready. Oh, I can go beat the crap out of my trainer. Yes. I'm getting you ready for your <laughs> boxing lesson. Am I not? One more. Yeah. Wait a minute. You might have heard of this one, too. An Ohio bill orders doctors to re-implant ectopic pregnancy or face oh, abortion I, murder well, charges. You could kill someone. I don't even think. Can you do that? You can. No. You would subject a woman no. to. What? What? No. If you, do you think that if you could take an ectopic pregnancy and put it in the right place and everything would be fine, that that wouldn't have been done? It's beyond. Uh, yeah, you're going to make me say it again. No, no, no. Um, so an Ohio obstetrician and gynecologist said, I don't believe I'm typing this, but that is just impossible. We'll all yeah. be going to jail, I guess. Yes, 
because and there was some guy in the in the Missouri legislature that this this is one of their talking points that that an ectopic pregnancy is an abortion and 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 that woman should is terrible and that should just be put someplace healthy and and I mean you know every woman in the in the state house was looking at this guy and saying you can't do that. Oh here. Uh- a, a note of levity here. Kurt, who called earlier and uh, uh, was impressed by my limber leg. By your, yeah, by shooting your leg up over your ear. Yeah, yeah said <laughs> this, um, listening to us talking about um, these uh, fertilized eggs needing a death certificate. He said, hmm, could you buy life insurance for an embryo and then cash it in with a death certificate? Well, uh, no, but, you know, you'd have to take that up with the life insurance companies because maybe they know more about life than the legislators. Oh, you mean the insurance companies won't be as totally stupid? Yeah. No. No. Um, Especially since, for example, I can throw out a good quote here. For every egg that is retrieved from a woman and stored, that egg has a 2% chance of becoming anything. 2%. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, I don't know any insurance company that's going to ensure that that thing comes to life when it only has a 2% chance of doing it. All right. So, Kurt, uh, you'll have to go make money some other way. Forget about it. By the way, another fun fact, that same woman who is getting her eggs frozen has a 4% chance of rupturing her, her um, ovaries by taking all those drugs. So, in fact, there's twice as much chance that she'll injure herself than she will get a live child out of any of those eggs. Aw. Well. Just a fun fact, because I want women to understand that all of these things that come up for that are good ideas for them and that just take tens of thousands of dollars out of their pockets and um, and then they have to pay every year to keep those eggs frozen maybe um, you got to you have to be very 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 careful about where you go and how you do it I'm not saying that there aren't successful things I'm saying there's a ton of bad doctors and scams out there you got to be very very careful all right. Just go have a baby. Just go have a baby. Well, but people who do this are having trouble getting a baby in the old-fashioned way. Not necessarily. Way. More and more young women are just banking their oh, eggs oh, okay. yeah. so that they don't have to get yeah. pregnant when, yeah. they, when it's inconvenient. It's a huge industry. Okay. And pregnancy is an inconvenience. There is no doubt about it. It's, it's, it's just crazy what we're, what we're doing to ourselves. <laughs> Okay, Susan, explain and now, this. You know, and going back to the first conversation, if you have 30 more years, then maybe we should design a system where a woman is allowed to have children within the normal range of childbearing age and then have a lucrative and successful career of her choice. I know. Let's have women have babies when they're in their early 20s because that's when they're most fertile and they'll have... And we'll let the babies get to about, what, six months, and then freeze those babies. Oh, yeah. No? And when they have time to be a mother. I, I'm just saying, this whole, we're, we're, I hate this world now. Why did, we've got a minute left, Suze. Why did the mayor of Chicago fire the police fire. superintendent? Who was go? I well, mean, I know I mean, what they would, say. That would be the thirty thousand dollar question. But my guess is, is that he uh, he was he was drunk and passed out behind the wheel. Okay. And he lied about it. Okay, but he he was gone. He he was going to be gone in a month anyway. What's the big deal? Uh, yeah. Well, apparently, because she was PO'd because she is the standing for integrity, and he apparently lied to her face over and over. And over again. And she got pissed off. And, I think it would be better to have let got, him just. Yeah, she well, she personally. got pissed off. Yeah, I mean, and she said, she said, listen, I wouldn't be. Obviously, if I had known what I know now, I would not have stood next to him and let him retire. That's not going to happen. He should be fired. And so the only thing that I can think of from the few facts that are out is that he was just 
driving dangerously drunk but um, and passed out was found passed out behind the wheel at a stop sign by another cop who conveniently did not take a breathalyzer. So I don't know how they proved anything. Well, I don't know. Some some guys spent his whole life in the. I don't know. I you know I always thought Eddie Johnson was sort of a good guy. I yeah, know. I, I do, do too. Think he's done very good and things in a rough... for the city, and I'm sorry <laughs> he's he's leaving this way. Honestly, I think a lot of people are, but I, I'm still trying hard to give Lightfoot a chance. Well, this ain't going to make her any friends because it just no, seems. No, but look at what she's done heavy-handed. in her first six months. She's had a teacher strike that was one of the longest in the history, and now this. You know, it's not an easy start. Hey, man, she wanted it. She can have it. That's a job you would never no, honestly, want. Honestly, I was thinking Mayor about of Chicago. 5 o'clock this morning when I was lying in bed reading because I couldn't sleep. I was thinking, boy, who would want that job? Yeah, who would want that? Look what it does to people. Nobody. I mean, it, 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 it's an, that's one of those totally impossible Yeah, well, look jobs. at what it did to Ramaman Emanuel. Yeah, I mean, he right. went in. Everybody thought he was a foul-mouthed snake, and he came out. Everybody still thought he was a foul-mouthed snake. <laughs> well, so he didn't do it because he is a foul mouth snake, and he you know is what? A foul mouth he snake. is, and you know what? But a ballet dancing one. Yes, oddly. So, Susan, we have to. Um, you have oh, to go bye. punch somebody, and um, and I have to go uh, get a pot roast in a slow cooker, not beef oh. stew. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. And uh, as for you, bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.